Well, hello everyone, it's Dr. Doug Bursch, and you are listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. Uh, Today's show is special in that I'm going to look specifically at Pastor Appreciation Month. Don't worry, it's not October yet, it's September. But something happened a few years ago where someone decided in October we'll honor our pastors. That seems like a good idea. But let me tell you that sometimes when we honor someone, if we don't do it right, it actually feels the opposite of honor, even dishonor. How do we honor our pastors and leaders in Pastor Appreciation Month? We'll look at that today. Welcome back to the show. I'm so glad you can listen. Uh, This is a a new season for the Fairly Spiritual Show. I'm no longer on the radio. I'm just doing the podcast. And I'm thinking that will allow for me to have a little bit more freedom on the kinds of things I say, how long I talk about issues. Some of the shows might be shorter. Some might be longer. But this is what I'm doing right now. We're just focusing on the podcast. If you like the podcast, could you share it with others? Could you take a habit of sharing the link? You can share the link uh, for iTunes or SoundCloud or the website fairlyspiritual.org. But I would love to be able to share this content with other people. And particularly, I'd love to be able to share today's content with anyone who attends a church and calls that church their home. I think this will work particularly for pastors and for anyone who's in a church who's not a pastor. So that's pretty much everyone. Pastor Appreciation Month is in October, and as you know, that's the only month we can appreciate our pastors. After that, no appreciation. In fact, I used to joke, and I still do, that November is Pastor Depreciation Month. It basically goes downhill from there. Now, i got to tell you, uh, there was a part of me that when I first started in the ministry was a little like, oh, I don't know if we need some sort of artificial ceremony, you know, in October where we honor pastors. That just seems kind of convoluted or, you know, I don't, it's not very relational. It's just kind of some law. But the more I've pastored, and I've pastored the same church for 22 years, I got to tell you, I'm glad that someone decided to set aside a month, and usually it's just one Sunday, but during that month, sometime in that Sunday, for people to honor their pastors, their ministry leaders. And uh, it it has had tremendous value to me. And so today I want to talk about ways that we can honor our pastors. Uh, Here's the thing, though. Uh, Just the other day, I received a communication from a leader that was telling churches how to honor their pastors. And it was, uh, you know, give this to your church leadership. Here's ways that you can honor your pastors. And as I read through... Um, what it said about how to honor your pastors, I realized that the person who was writing this letter to people, who was writing this uh, you know, well-intentioned post telling people how to honor pastors, that this person did not remember or has never experienced or has detached a lot from the reality that many pastors face. It was written from the perspective of someone who clearly has had their financial needs met on a regular basis. And so today, I'm not focusing in on those pastors as much and those churches as much. Regardless of how much a pastor makes, uh, I still think there should be honor that is given to our leaders. 
But what I'm speaking to is the vast majority of pastors are bivocational. That means they have to work another job in order to do the job of pastoring. And uh, I know some people say, well, that's how the church should be. We should be bivocational. But uh, unfortunately, it's not that they've made this by choice. They have to do that in order to survive. They have to do that in order to feed their family, to have basic care, uh, to be able to figure out their future. You know, the idea that they don't want to be working until they're 100 years old, that they have to find some way uh, to bring in some income. And so I want to talk particularly if you are a part of a church uh, that is small or normal-sized, and normal-sized is the vast majority of churches are under 200 people. Uh, many are 100, 50, 60 people. Uh, this is for churches like that, or if your pastor is bivocational in that they do another job as well as pastor the church. Uh, in honoring our pastors, let me just put that out as clear as I can. One of the best ways to honor your pastor in October, and I know by saying this, your pastor's not going to say this probably, your leadership might not even say this, but I think someone does need to say it. You know, the best way to honor your pastor is give them money. And I know how that sounds. People, oh, that's it. And by the way, there's always someone listening. Like, that's the problem. Pastors are all in this for the money. And I'm sorry if you've had a bad experience with pastors. And there certainly are pastors who are in it for the money. But uh, the, the pastors that I hang out with, almost every one of them gave up a higher paying job in order to pursue the calling of ministry. Many of them make less than most of the people in their church. Pastoring is a very unique calling, and obviously these are general sweeps, and I can't express every different expression of the church. Often people take what they see as a mega church, and they kind of overlay that on all churches. And we just got to realize that comparing those realities is ridiculous. It's like comparing a big city like Seattle or New York or Chicago to some little town that has one stoplight or one stop sign. Uh, there's different expressions of how pastors pastor and how churches support their pastors. And one of the best things you could do for a pastor of a small or a normal-sized church is just give them money. And money without strings attached. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why, but I just want to give this clearly. That means you write a check, you give cash, and you just put a note. I love you. Use this however you want. And in fact, if your pastor is someone that is, you know, really honorable and, and humble, you probably have to say something like this. Use this. You can certainly use this if you have bills to pay or important things that you think you need to do. But feel free to use this for whatever. Use it to go, you know, to a, get a hotel to take your family to. Use it to go on a trip. Use it for a foolish thing or an extravagant thing. Use it for something you might not normally pay for. Just Use this for however you want. Remove the strings too, because also don't make it where if they got to pay a bill, they got to pay a bill. Because I'm going to give you a secret here. I've pastored for 22 years, and uh, the last two years, the church has been able to pay me my regular salary every month. And it's a low salary. I'm not trying to, it's, we're a small church. It's a low salary. Uh, and they do their best. I'm not complaining. This is what I think I'm supposed to do. It's okay. This is not a complaint. But for many years, our church could not make budget. And the way we work is we would literally do this, that the last person to be paid is the pastor. So we pay all our bills. We make sure we pay our rent. We do every bill. And then if there's money left over, that money goes to pay the pastor. It's actually a principle in our denomination. And so as a result of that, 
there were many months where I was not paid, or I was only paid a portion of my salary, which was already a very small salary. The kind of idea I've got four kids. <clears throat> Often I was on that line where governmental assistance could be given to me because we were really on that poverty line. No, we're not suffering like other people, but we're not living this extravagant life. So it mattered when in one month I only got half my salary, or in one month I didn't get any of my salary. And I went years like that. I remember the first year I was in that church, they paid me $100 a month, and I had to find out a way to get other income, and, they, and then eventually it was 200 a month. So in the 22 years of ministry, there's been many years where I was you know, barely paid by the church. And this isn't because people were disrespectful. It wasn't because they weren't. They were trying. It was the size of our church. It was the cost of our rent for a building. There was a lot of things into consideration. And many of the people in our church, too, were struggling financially as well. So their gift was sacred and beautiful. And so there's no judgment of that. This isn't me saying I wasn't taken care of by the church. Please hear me. But I'll tell you, when it came around to Pastor Appreciation Month, when someone decided to do that, uh, this wasn't extra money for me. And the church, I don't know how this habit occurred, but the church just started doing that. They would give checks and cash, and, and some people would give gift cards, but they'd make sure it was towards something I actually did. Because again, I'll tell you, if you can't pay for dental care, if you can't pay for health care, if you can't pay for basic things, if you can't even you know take your family on a vacation, when someone gives you a gift card to something you don't even want to do, that's kind of hard. When they go, we love this restaurant, so they send you to that restaurant. That's hard. So even when people would give me gift cards for restaurants, they'd ask, like, what restaurants do you like to go to? And I have to tell you, some years, that appreciation was, I don't, life-saving seems too strong, but it was a drink of water in a dry desert. Uh, I've talked about this before, but <clears throat> often in September, people announce that they're going to leave a church. During the summer in the Northwest, people go to other things instead of church because the sun's out, and, and a lot of people don't come back. Or they come back and say, yeah, we just feel led to go somewhere else, And but we love you, Pastor. And when they say that, they, they don't realize that that them leaving makes it so you're going to be paid less, that you're not going to be able to provide for your family because their $100 that they give a month is a big deal not a little deal. It has an immediate impact on your financial reality. Now, I don't even know what people give, but it has an impact. I don't pay attention to that, but I can't say, oh, it doesn't matter. And so sometimes I'd be limping into October, trying to start ministries in September, trying to get people back into the church and trying to, you know, mobilize different movements, but I'm struggling. I'm struggling when I look at the bills. I'm struggling when I look at credit card debt, uh, paying student loans. And to have a Pastor Appreciation Sunday where there's just some money, where there's $500, and that $500 I can use for something like, you know, we didn't do much of a vacation this year, so let's go to the ocean and maybe we can get a couple nights. And for us with a family of six, it's hard you know, to do that as well, to rent a place. But it was, it was so important. And not that, I get it, you minister not for earthly reward, I get it, it's kingdom reward, but you can bless your pastor by just giving them the grace gift of cash. And I know people go, you can't talk that way, Doug. You have to, Here, here's the deal. 
your pastor probably has a lot of religious books. They don't probably need more unless they've asked for those books. They have a lot of religious things. They probably don't have other things. And maybe they maybe they play it. There's a sport they play, and they have really old gear, or they have a personal. They have a phone that they can't upgrade. That's really old. And when you you say, hey, you know, use that for what you want. Do you do you need to get a new laptop? Do you need to get a new you know phone? I don't golf, but if they golf, do you, do you do you want to be able to take a few rounds of golf? I know you don't golf as much as now because it costs too much. Hey, here you go. Find a way to bless them. And, and the reason I'm bringing this up today, and it's very narrow the focus, but the letter I was reading from this leader telling people how to appreciate their pastors, it was talking about a lot of true things. Like you need to be supportive of your pastor and you need to make sure you, you volunteer and help out and show them appreciation and not be complainy. And But I realized that there was nowhere in the letter where the person just said, hey, most importantly, Give your pastor some money, particularly if they're bivocational and they're barely making it financially. Just do it. Just do it. Just give them some money. And the fact that that wasn't there, I realized, is that person probably had not been in this situation. There were times when when pastor appreciation, and, and this money is not a huge amount of money. I, I co-pastor at church, so they would, they would bless both of us and, and take an offering, and but it would pay off a bill so that we could afford to get a used car. Not to buy a used car, but just so we could put a down payment, like the first down payment comes from that. It would allow us to do with medical expenses that our insurance didn't cover. It allowed me just to take a breath because I didn't know if we were going to make it to the end of the month. And then we'd have to do what? Take out debt on credit cards or ask a family member for a loan? Is, is this too honest for you? Sometimes I feel like pastors need their own union because they don't know how to advocate for these things. They don't, And if you talk about it, you're seen as selfish or you're put into this category of, oh, there, there's a pastor just in it for the money. But there are really, I know there's pastors listening right now who right now they're listening to me talk. Somehow this podcast got to them and their heart is breaking because they have been suffering financially. They don't ask for a raise in their council meetings, but they need a raise. They can't talk about how difficult this has been on them financially. And although it's calling and they're serving the Lord, there's a part of them going, I don't know how much longer I can do this and provide for my family. And so they're not able to advocate for that. They don't know how to do that. They don't have denominational leaders who advocate for that. And then there's a culture that when we talk about pastors, it's often negative. And I get it. There's a lot of lousy pastors. But I'll find this on on Twitter. Uh, When I tweet anything positive about pastors, and even when I do it with qualifiers, you know, the good pastors out there, the pastors with integrity, like I, I even put qualifiers that this doesn't go for all pastors. Whenever I say something about, hey, let's consider the needs of pastors or let's make sure that we bless those who've served amongst us. I will get these kind of snarly, bitter responses from people saying things like, you know, just negative things about all pastors and all churches. And I think, hey, I'm a pastor. Do you believe that about me? It's like, no, 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 we don't believe that about you, Doug, just everyone else. And so it's hard. Even doing this podcast, people will get offended. They'll Because if they have a negative view of ministers, a negative view of the church, then they think I'm telling them that they need to support 
this terrible church and this terrible pastor. Now, here's the thing, though. What did Jesus even say about our enemies? He said, bless your enemies, loan to them, and do not expect to be repaid. So if Jesus told us that we should bless and give to our enemies and loan to them and not expect to be repaid, then maybe we can bless a pastor that we're kind of annoyed with. Maybe that'd actually be good for us. Maybe it'd teach us to pray more for them. Because if we're only loving people as much as they love us, that's a transactional thing, right? If we're only, well, I guess I'm going to do something nice for him because he did nice for me. I guess I'm going to do something nice for her because she did something nice for me. That's transactional. That's not even love. But if you pray, the Lord might say, I want you to bless that person. And it's not just the senior pastor. I want you to bless uh, if you have associates. I want you to bless that youth pastor. Or I want you to bless that person who runs the children's ministry and does not have a title of pastor, but goodness sakes, she is the pastor of the church when it comes to caring for these children, and she should be honored. We live in a high assessment culture. We spend most of our time assessing what other people do wrong, but we're not going to move forward in health if we do that. We can't just point out what's wrong in the world, and I'm, I'm for pointing out what's wrong, but we must, one, model what health is, and we need to encourage people who are doing their best to have healthy expressions. And there are pastors right now who started churches, they're church planters, and their church didn't grow, and there's not that many people there, and they don't have their own building, and the rent is too high, and people are leaving in droves during COVID, and they need encouraged. And if you've been called to that congregation, then bless them. Bless them. And you know why it would be a blessing, because, man, think about when it comes to our money, how, how careful we are when it comes to our own money. So that means there's a value in that. And a great way to show someone that you value them is the energy you used in order to get money you exchange by giving it to someone else. This week, you'd say, you know, I worked two hours or three hours or four hours or a whole day, and every dollar that this job gives me, I'm going to give to leaders that have blessed me. Now, I, I get it. People use money to manipulate and they say stuff like, well, if you give me $1,000, God will give you 100000 And they use it for their own devices. Uh, to be clear, uh, this is not some veiled way to get you to bless me. But I have to be an advocate for pastors. And there are some pastors out there that do not have people advocating for their well-being. In the middle of COVID right now, there is a crisis going on. Uh, there are pastors who can't meet, churches who can't meet, and they're losing people. There's been many, I know many pastors, many people where they're, they're losing people. People are leaving because you're not meeting and I want to go to a place that meets. Uh, there's never been a time in my memory where the church has been more divided in a partisan political way. And there are pastors who financially the giving's gone down, uh, the expenses are still there, and now they have people leaving because they're not doing what they want them to do during a pandemic. And they're suffering. And there's pastors right now that I believe are suffering and they're just waiting to move, to leave, to quit. Because as it was, it was very hard before all this happens and now it feels like it's impossible. And yes, that's true of other professions. It's true of teachers who are like, I just don't think I can do this anymore. It's true of healthcare workers. I just don't think I can do this anymore. But I'm just speaking specifically when it comes to pastor appreciation. Hear my heart. I'd rather offend the bitter and the disgruntled 
then leave this opportunity for those of you who have the Spirit of the Lord in your heart for you to truly pray and see this reality. Are you blessing those who are blessing you? It matters how we treat our pastors, and it matters how our pastors treat us. We shouldn't tolerate dysfunctional pastoral leadership, but we shouldn't tolerate dysfunctional congregational responses either. We should urge each other on to good works. Now, I'm just going to close with this. I think I am. It's a dangerous for a pastor to do that because do we really close? But here's the thing. I've said some things that might contradict what you've done to this point. Maybe you did give a pastor a gift card to something you liked, but you didn't necessarily check with them. Don't judge yourself. You did it under the Lord. I'm sure they appreciated it. This is not a time to justify everything and say, well, you know, is he saying what I did was wrong? That's not what I'm saying. Ultimately, I'm saying, what are you going to do today? Because regardless if you gave a gift that was more about you than them, or you didn't know, but it was a good heart or whatever, or you tried your best and God will honor that and the pastor will honor it and any pastor who loves you will say thank you. But I'm not asking us to justify what we've done before. We did our best. I'm asking you to prayerfully consider about what you're doing today. Maybe you need to organize some people in your congregation uh, to really bless the pastoral leadership this year. Maybe you don't have resources and money, but you're gonna, I'm going to create, we're going to pray for our pastor. We're going to bless our pastors. We're going to do something extravagant. Pray and do what the Lord tells you to do. Because time is money as well. So maybe it's just time, time of praying, time of advocacy, time of just making sure that you write a long note showing your appreciation with details about everything you appreciate about your leadership. I'll tell you, as a pastor, if people don't appreciate what you're doing, they tell you, they send you emails, they respond to you with very specific criticisms Maybe respond to your pastor with specific blessings. And why do I bring this up? Well, I feel like the Lord wanted me to bring it up. But the other reason is for me right now, I personally feel like I shouldn't be appreciated. That's how I feel. I feel like I don't want to do this this year because I'm, we're, I don't know if I'm doing things right. I'm feeling like I'm not doing enough. Our church has not been able to meet in the buildings. They rent it and they don't allow us to use it for that. And we're trying to find a way to get back in there and... And there's some people who won't call me or talk to me and they're just disappearing and I don't know what to do about that. I, I don't know what to do. And I just some days feel like I'm really failing at this. And so for me, I'm like, I don't even want to do this pastor appreciation thing. I just don't. Let's just skip it like we've skipped holidays and like we've skipped other things. And I bet you have some pastors like that as well. They're just, I don't, I don't know. If, I, I don't know if I want to do this. So could you come and be a go-between? Could you find a way to serve them where it's all good? It's not, it's not you know, just these passive-aggressive comments. It's just all good. Could you protect them? Could you be the go-between? Could you be the one who's just like, hey, I'm a, everybody, we're, we're, our, you know, whether it's a council or leadership, we're, we're all going to just you know, take a collection, come to me, and then I'm going to give to the pastor with no strings attached, and we're going to make this the simplest, easiest way to bless our pastor. You know what your pastor needs. Some need a lot of words. Some need less words. Some need a lot of interaction. Some need distance. There's, there's different personality types. What are you going to do? Okay, that's my heart. Now let's pray for our pastors. Doesn't that sound good? Let's do that. 
And I, and I need to open your heart. If you've been hurt by a pastor, you deal with that between the Lord. But please do not take your bitterness about one relationship or even 20 relationships and use it to prejudice yourself against someone who is being a beautiful offering before the Lord. If, if you're bitter towards strangers, if you're bitter towards people you don't know, and if you're bitter towards me based on relationships you had with someone else, I'm asking you to put that down. Because we can't move forward that way, judging the people we meet now based on the experiences we've had in the past. At some level, we must open our heart and let each person speak to us through their own integrity. I think that's what we deserve, and that's what we should give each other. Father God, I thank you for the leaders in our church. I thank you for the congregations. I thank you for uh, the body of Christ that's doing their best. I thank you for all the wonderful ways people have shown appreciation to their pastors. I thank you for all the wonderful ways I've seen it in the church I serve, and I've seen it in other churches. I pray that a miracle of of just goodness would rise up in October, and even maybe October's too far away. Some people need to appreciate it now. Whatever it is, I just pray like a river of goodness would begin to flow through the congregations, that a river of goodness from people who are in a good place, who love the Lord, who love their leadership, would just begin to flow, and we would begin to bless those who have blessed us, that we'd begin to just, just trust that, Lord, you can do a miracle here of blessing and provision to encourage leaders, to encourage churches, and to advance your purposes on earth. We pray for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thank you for listening. I love you guys. Make room for the Lord. I'll talk to you a little later. Nothing in this world.